Welcome to the Be Me podcast. We, we got a little disclaimer. We are not actually like, what's the word? Medically like... Licensed. Licensed. <laughs> licensed to do this. But we just want to get people's stories out and we'll start by telling our own. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that um, everybody gets a chance to share their story and um, it can help a lot of people out. I don't know, personally for me, I think. Um, Talking about your problems with someone else but, very much helps. Yeah, but not only that, if you hear, you know, if you hear what someone else went through, it gives you the power to like to help you overcome your own thing. You know, honestly, I'm personally so I, when I read about stories of people that overcame really big things, I saw a TikTok yesterday. I saw a TikTok yesterday <laughs> that um, about what all the billionaires are doing at 21, and like half of them were flipping burgers. Um, some of them didn't even have a job, and I found it like really inspirational that you know there's a lot of people that you know that they overcome a lot of powerful things, and it's cool to hear their stories. So, um, yeah, you could be like nowhere now, and then in a few years, even a few months, you could be like way better. Way better, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's why we're starting this to help people, to help people, um, you know, share their stories and help people just grow and overcome and realize that they're not alone. Yeah, progress in life. Yeah. Get past something that's very hard for you. Yeah, so um, we decided that we're going to start off with our own with our own stories first, but let's introduce ourselves. I'm Amanda. Um, I'm Shmoli. And I'm Katie. Katie um, is very nervous. She's going to... Oh, she's not nervous. Well, I don't think we have to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not like this is going everywhere. <laughs> hey, you never know. I know, right? <laughs> um, anyways, so each of us have, has went through something, and that's why we feel that we can really connect and help help people out. So, who wants to start? Katie, go ahead! Oh, yippee! <laughs> Uh, but disclaimer, some names and locations will be changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if anyone wants to call in, we'll have like a phone number somewhere, I don't know yet. But you don't have to say your name or anything. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it can be anonymous, you know? Yeah, literally. Like how I'm now anonymous. Or, or, or even we can have people like write in emails, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to share with us their story and we can read it out. Whatever you're more comfortable with. Yeah. I, th- I think Amanda should go first. Katie. Katie Katie needs to get her nerves out. Yes. Oh, you want me to run around doing jumping jacks? Mm. <laughs> we can skip the jumping jacks. We can skip. Mm. <laughs> Man, I have to get ready. Go ahead. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Man's not gonna fly in for the save. Okay. Anyways, my name is Shmoli, um, and. Well, my story is that when I was eight years old, my mom was diagnosed with um, cancer. Um, Katie's making a pouty face. Um, it really seems like she feels bad for me, but you haven't told up my whole self story yet. It's okay. You, you only just started feeling bad yeah, for okay. me. You just heard a line. <laughs> um, a when, sentence. When I was eight years old, um, my mom got diagnosed with with cancer and it just became like a roller coaster for the next couple of years. Uh, basically just like up and down 
of my mom being in and out of hospitals and um, my dad was working, my dad worked the night shift at a hospital, my dad's a psychiatric nurse, which meant that he never failed to tell us how we were certifiably crazy um, and he had the degree to prove it. So um, it was a lot of fun having, just in case any of you guys have those dads that are doctors or in the medical field, they will tell you everything that is wrong with you and then they have a degree to prove it. So it was. Um, I didn't, I didn't really, we didn't really have much of my dad and my mom was in and out of hospitals for the first, um, three years till I was 10. When I was 10, um, my, the, my mom's cancer went into remission, which basically means that it, it kind of like, uh, I don't know went away is not the right word, but it kind of settled down for a little bit and, um, then when I turned 11, it came back full force. They found multiple tumors, um, but the most, the most, the most scariest one was that they found that they, they found a tumor in her brain, and it was in stage four. This is all I remember as a little kid, so I don't remember 100%. But I remember them saying something about stage four, and they had given my mother a few months to live, and um, I remember she was admitted into the hospital. And life kind of turned upside upside down about then, and um, I just remember, uh, I just remember that that it was just from hospital to rehab to hospital to rehab, and my father had to quit his job because he couldn't take care of he had to take care of us, and um, then he right afterwards he got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, so. It was just a crazy time, and at and at uh, twelve years old, well, the real the whole story is that I went to camp. Twelve years old was my first time at a full overnight camp, and it was in the middle of the summer. And I remember I had a cell phone, and I get a call from my dad, and my dad just as kind of like on the line and he's like, hey, Shmuley, what's up? And me and my dad have the crappiest relationship to this day. Um, every single time he calls, I will hang up the phone before, he, before it even has a chance to ring a few times because that's how badly I don't want to talk to him. Um, but me and my dad have the crappiest relationship. So if he starts off a, con a conversation, hey, Shmuley, how are you? I get nervous. Um, that's either bad news or that he wants something. So he calls me up, I'm 12 years old, and he calls me up and he goes, Hey Shmoli, how are you? And I'm like, don't tell me. It happened, right? He goes, yeah. Um, I remember I, I, like, I didn't know what to do. I was 12 years old. My whole life was about to change. I got... I, I remember I had two friends that, that were there for me. and It was what really helped me at the time. They're like, you know, we'll pack your stuff, just, you know, just relax. And I remember they packed my stuff, and a counselor comes up to my room 10 minutes later, and he's like, I'm going to the airport. I went to the airport. Um, my uncle picks me up from the airport. I remember coming to my house. My mom's few best friends were there, and i just sitting there. My siblings are sitting on the floor, sitting around me. I'm the oldest. So I guess they were kind of like expecting me to, to do something or to say something. And I just didn't know what to say. And we just sat there on the floor. My, my dad just looked in shock. Um, he, 
didn't know what to do with himself. Not that he really ever knows what to do with himself, but at that time he really didn't know what to do with himself. And I'm just sitting there on the floor with the rest of my siblings, and they were all pulled out of camps in the middle of the summer, and we're just like, like looking around. So I just walked over to my little brother, who was like four or five at the time, and I, I walk over to him like, "Hey, I got you something." And I, on the way home from the airport, I got, I stopped off at one of those like little shops where they rip you off, and I got um, him a little Game Boy. I'm like, hey, I got this for you, if you want it. And he just kind of looks at me, and he's like, 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 looks at me, and it's like, 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 what the hell is this supposed to be? Um, yeah, and then my life kind of turned upside down from there. My dad always was home. He was raising us. We had people in and out taking care of us. Um, no one lasted more than like a few, like a year, because either we 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 traumatized them and. And completely um, scared them, or uh, they just found somewhere better to work. So, like, we just had like a bunch of like nannies in and out of the house, cleaning ladies, people, um, and it was like a really confusing time. And I remember sitting down, and I'm like, you know, the way I'm going to deal with this, is I'm going to build a family, and I'm going to do something with my life, and going to help people, and. Um, Yeah, so ten years later, here I am. Um, fast forward ten years, here I am, and uh, I'm sharing the story with you guys because I want you guys. Well, I want anybody that listens to the story. Um, I would totally poke you right now. Um, I want anybody that listens to the story to know that you know. Um, Sometimes, like like I dealt with, you know, death, you know, at a really young age, and then I had to deal with raising my siblings, and it was really hard. But but we all turned out okay. Um, all my siblings are fine, um, and we got through it. So sometimes you just like like even though I remember like as a twelve year old, I, I didn't know how like I would wake up tomorrow and. Just like the fact that my mom was gone was like the weirdest thing, but I got through it, and I'm and anybody can, you know, can if you really want to. So that was from the heart.、Um, that was sad. I'm sorry. It's fine. You need something. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys.、Um, the happy. It shows how much you grew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to do smiley faces, making everyone happy. <laughs> like, if you could tell your story now, it means that you grew a lot. Because、yeah. when I first went through my thing, you know, I couldn't. I was depressed in bed all day. Couldn't say anything.、It、took me like a good month to actually get stuff out. Yeah, it's it's really hard in the beginning. Yeah, I think over time, you know, you'll learn to deal or. Just to grow from it. Yeah, it almost took me two years to like get the complete thing out. It's okay. It took me, hmm, let's say, sixteen years, maybe, maybe even seventeen. So it's okay. I'm still pushing all the crap out of my system. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> still going. That's okay. And what? You're fifty, right? Yeah. You're only fifty. It's okay. You got another twenty years. So, you know. 
for all the listeners, I'm actually only 23, but Katie's convinced that I'm 50 and I'm lying to everybody. Well, I, I don't know why I would lie. It's not like, I, well. It's okay. He's 50 married to a 21-year-old. It's okay. Yeah, so okay. I guess that would be a valid enough reason to lie it's about ancient. my age. Don't worry. What okay. is it? Is it the white hairs in my beard? Is that, is that what gives it away? Yeah, I see the gray hairs. The gray hairs. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm getting them too. Oh. <laughs> Are you 30 now? No, is that 100. it? 40? I'm 100. 100? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm ancient. Yeah. I don't know, saying this story kind of makes me feel like I'm 50. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. All the way back then. <laughs> yeah. The Game Boy. The Game Boy is right. <laughs> I mean, mine for years, too. So it's alright. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're I so feel welcome. so much better now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um, like Amanda, let's just start talking now. Why, you don't want to? Not quite yet. Should we have I'm, a vote? I'm voting up to it now. Should we have a vote? Let's no. Have a vote. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, thank you. I'm voting up to mine because mine's a little bit on the harder side because I also can't mention certain things. So Yeah, you have to like go through I have that. to kind of think of how I play it out because I don't want to say something. Should, should we let her get away with that? Yes. Yes. I wasn't asking you. I don't care. <laughs> okay. It's all you, Amanda. Amanda. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Your you're, you're braver than I am. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this. But, you know, we all go through traumatizing things. Mine happened. How old? I'm, <laughs> Wait, I'm almost 18. One, two, I'm almost 18. April. April 6th. Just 15? remember that. <laughs> You're bad with your ages. Let me help you. I really am. So it's been about like two years since the entire thing happened. Does it feel almost like a three. Time? No, it feels like it was yesterday. But, um,. Yeah, and then it it was last year where it all like kind of finished, but it's still not done. It's still, you know, rolling. But um, so mine is about abuse and all of that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Okay, so where will we start? I was fifteen. Um, a sophomore in high school when it all started, and I met this guy. Who I'm like, okay, you know, we, we could be we could be friends. And then it kind of grew into more. And like, you know, I didn't really talk to him like that at first, but we kind of did. And then one day he just asked me to be his girlfriend and then everything was like perfect at that time. And then finally his dad told him that he's getting kicked out. Katie knows this entire story. She was there. I have to hold my tongue. <laughs> he's like my dad's kicking me out and then you know later on i found out that he just wouldn't listen to the rules that his um stepmother and father were making and that's why you know he was always allowed over the house but he just had to listen to the rules and he didn't like that so you know i I, we took him in made sure that he was okay because my mom um, honestly did feel really bad for him and she didn't want him sleeping out on the street and like my dad met him like a few times before this too. So he like started living with us. And that's when everything started going south. Um, it would be like three months into the relationship where stuff started getting like really bad. Like 
he would look through my phone, take all the guys out of my phone that I had, even if they're just friends, he would never believe me. And then, what else? Trying to like put everything back in order in my head. It's like, I, I have a few things that are still missing because it was a very traumatic time. Your parents actually took yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know. They just, they just cared about him. They're like, you know what? I, my, my, my mom was also pretty crazy when she was younger too. <laughs> she would have guys living in her, in her closet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I know my mom's gonna listen to this. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, I spilled one of your secrets. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so after that, you know, took all, my, all the guys out of my phone, you know, I kind of only hung around him and his friends afterwards. And at school, I would hang out with my friends, and he would just, like, kind of show up. And then, um, you know, after, like, the first few weeks after he moved in, it started getting really bad to where if I wore something, like a crop top, which wouldn't even show much, or literally anything that wasn't a sweatshirt I would literally not get he wouldn't talk to me for the entire time I was wearing it that's crazy that is beyond yeah and sadly I had to witness some of this yeah he would it was awful and then um he would we would come home and he wouldn't he he wouldn't say anything and if he did he would fight with me I remember times where like we went to go get the rest of his clothes from his dad at work and like we skateboarded up there because we would always skateboard anywhere because we were 15 and he didn't have his driver's license. So we would just skateboard everywhere. We skateboarded to get his clothes, skateboarded back, everything was perfect. And then he didn't get all the clothes that he wanted. So he would always flip out and just be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, don't look for me. I'm, I'm going to, you know, off myself. We're just going to say that so it doesn't get very bad. And then all these lies that he would make up and stuff. And then it started getting really bad when every single time we got home from school, um, we would have a physical fight. Like he would literally try holding me down and everything, pinning me against shit. Sorry, of course. <laughs> it just comes out. But um, pinning me on stuff and literally just trying to hold me down and I remember this one time where I got so mad because he kept he tried to like hold me back and you know obviously I was just not even doing anything he's like we have to talk I'm like I don't want to talk right now I'm mad and I had these bookcases in my room and I just threw them back so he would get off of me and then and then my sister would come home and she would see this stuff and she would call my parents. She's like, like, he's hurting her, all these things. My parents didn't believe her because they knew that she didn't like him. And like, she didn't want to take his word to the full extent that was happening. So after that we would start like hang i was not allowed to see my family i remember my grandma picking me up to bring me to the mall with my cousin and he would start flipping on me he's like you, you shouldn't go anywhere without me all of this stuff and um there's so much to it i'm trying to paste it all in my head like 
but yeah and like he used to hold a back of a knife to my arm and till this day I am still scared of that because he, he liked seeing me you know get scared that's very sick. very psycho stuff that is so that's so scary mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And, and I um, hold my tongue. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I got, my parents finally got a restraining order on him uh, in like the summer of 2022. Oh, tw- <laughs> the, summer, <laughs> the summer of 2020. Um, and after that, you know, I was, I was very mad at my parents because, you know, I was such in a bad, toxic, manipulative like relationship that I couldn't see all these things that they saw because this was this was like the first ever time that I was actually in love with someone and I you know I got blinded by it I'm like oh this this is this is what love feels like you know I have to I have to keep going with this because you know it's like if you give a dog a bone like you give the dog a bone you love it for a little bit while it's a puppy and then it grows up and then you start beating it over and over again and the dog keeps coming back to you and giving you the bone after all of that and another person comes in sees it tries tries taking you out of it but you can't because that's what you know you just keep fighting for that bone because you're scared of what the other person would do that's like a little bit of like a thingy i don't know a metaphor i don't know what it's called but um yeah after that they got the restraining order because we had an outside camera because my parents knew everything by then by this time he moved out into like he would always move into someone's house that was very close to mine and um we had a video outside let's get back to this we had a video outside where he was walking from that person's house over to mine and the video recorded me going down to hug him and he punching me. He actually, he actually punched me. I still have that video. Mm-hmm. After that, I got mad. You know, he held me in my friend's house, like literally held me kidnapped in my friend's house until like I relaxed and then he would let me go and just be like, well, don't go and stuff like that. And I don't know, I, you know, I was naive. I was a child still. Well, this happened, so you don't really know how to deal with it. Um, after that, you know, we would, it was nonstop fights, but like back to the bone thing, you would keep trying to get that love and affection that you used to get. So one day I went down to this green area in the place where I live and, um, yeah yeah kind of like a park and i was at work and he texted me he's like hey i'm hanging out with my friend and we had our location sharing because he was very very like overprotective so he's like i'm like okay you know like i don't see anything wrong with that searched up his location he's like i'm going to eat with my friend i'm like you know what i feel like something's off look it up he's there with a bunch of girls So I never understood why he could hang out with girls and I couldn't hang out with guys, even if they're just friends, because it should be working two ways. So I got mad, screamed at him, walked off, told him we're done. Literally, he grabbed my arm 
and I sat down crying, trying to listen to him, and he kicked me. And because I wouldn't stop crying. And after that, I ran away from him. Another person came down, saw what happened, called the police. Of course, the police were like, yep, I know who those people are. <laughs> like, it sounds like <coughs> things I've heard. You know, I've seen them. And so in like minutes, they went to my house because I went to my house. And then I looked out the window. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's cops. My mom's like, can you answer the door? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So I, I remember I ran down to the basement and I hid there. <laughs> we had like a pile of stuffed animals down there. And like, I didn't want to tell my mom that I was still seeing him at that time because, you know, I didn't know how they would react. I would know that they were like trying to keep us apart and stuff. And, you know, I was like 16 at this time and like still under the stuff, under the abuse and control. And, um, so I was just hiding in my basement, keep getting calls from everyone. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I can't deal with this. Um, and then finally my friend Jackie, they were all looking for me. They came down, Jackie came down. Um, and you know, she found me. <laughs> she saw my foot outside of the stuffed animals. And she's like, Amanda, is that you? I freaked her out so badly. And then, you know, I got sent to the hospital <laughs> because he made an assumption like he's like oh yeah she's she's gonna kill herself all this stuff and at the hospital I would I would wait because you're able to get calls from people and you're able to call people and he went there a few times and I would always call him and I was waiting for that call and it never happened and that's when I'm like okay whatever comes to find out my parents made sure that he wasn't allowed to call me but still and um they got the restraining order in August after that happened and then he started like we were still seeing each other in the middle of the restraining order very secretly and after that's when he got a few that's when he like got caught by the police like one time then after i finished it all up he would still go around my work around my house all of this and got multiple more protection orders <laughs> and then in september we went to the same school um my mom and dad told the school about the restraining order they said that they would do everything they can to make sure that were separated and this was in COVID too. So we were on two days. The other half the alf alphabet was on for the other two days and Wednesday was the day off. So his last name is in the lower part of the alphabet. Mine's in like kind of the upper half. And he told the school that he wanted to start going four days a week. And obviously with the restraining order, you really shouldn't allow that to happen. But they did and you know, he started only going on my days, and I don't know how the school didn't even see it. Um, soon it turned into this entire, like, thing with my school where it's like, oh, yep, he's in this classroom. You gotta, you, we gotta move your lunch wave, even though we had classes right next to each other. And there are multiple videos where he's, like, grabbing my arm in the hallway. And we... You know, there were there was this time at the beginning of that school year where I was still like, 
no, this isn't true. None of the stuff that anyone's telling me isn't true. And um, we went to New York City. <laughs> and, you know, my, my sister was coming back. I was kind of mad at her because because she went to New York City with my friend without me. And she saw me and him get on the train and we got taken off at Stanford. And that's when he, he got the criminal protection order. Cause yeah. And then, to you know- To protect him or- no, To protect me. Her. So he got taken off the train cause- so. Yeah, I got taken off too. Yeah, <laughs> I had to wait for my parents. Yeah, he was in the violation. And then after that, you know, that was September 2020. Yeah. And then, you know, everything was still happening over and over and over again. You know, protection order. I got very traumatized by all this. I got diagnosed with PTSD, depression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clinically. I'm supposed to be on meds right now for it, but I'm like, nope. (laughs) I'm like, I'm good. I'm better. So happy. Yeah, I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah, so after that, I would have flashbacks to all those moments again, and they just kept going on inside my mind over and over and over again. And it got to the point where I couldn't even drive anymore. Like, I got my car in March, and it got so bad to where my foot was either on the pedal or the gas, it would just start like like tapping it very like lightly and very fast. And it, it got very unsafe. So I would always have to pull over because, you know, mopeds kind of switched it for me. And so many things did. So I went through that for a little bit. How long ago is this?